So today is very auspicious day and thanks to Ushama. <laughs> she said, come, come. So I was just coming to see Sami Chetonanamaras and I heard that he is not here. <laughs> so I thought, and then she said, if you come, some. It's not my pleasure all the time. I feel so much joy to come over here. So, and also, yeah, Usha and the Swamis are also kind to me. So, I feel like coming more and more. Uh, yes. yes, I come so many times though. <laughs> Today is a very auspicious day in this respect. That you say that Nityananda. Yesterday, Nityananda. Yesterday, uh, Nityananda. Today, Purnima. Uh, today is Purnima, it's uh-huh. called the Maghi Purnima, uh-huh. the full moon uh, today, and that is the birthday of our Swami, uh, Adbhutananda. Adbhutananda, Adbhut means something uh, unique, something unusual. Uh, that is the Adbhut. Adbhut means something uncommon. He is uncommon, really. <coughs> because his, his life is unique life and is very inspiring life. Swami Vivekananda said that we came to Sri Ramakrishna, we had our tools. If meditation, I cannot do meditation, I can study. I have my skill, I can sing some song, bhajan. But Latu, Adbhutananda, he is the miracle of Ramakrishna. How an unlettered boy, born in a village of Bihar, and lost his mom and dad in a very early age, only uncle took care of the orphan boy. And as he grew, they are also poor, so they cannot afford to maintain him. So as he was growing, so he was brought from the village to Calcutta to be working in some rich man's home as a servant and they will give them food and clothing. That was the idea. This background and never going to any school, he became a saint. That's the Swami Vivekananda said. But Latu is very special because he spent his all time, only one thing, by meditation. Alone, we get tired of meditation. How, how much, Swami Vivekananda said, how much we can do. But when we are tired with one, we can su- supplement it with music, with study, with discourse, with discussion, philosophical analysis. But Latu has no other recourse, excepting only meditation. And he excelled uh, is all the problems of life and he, he became a, uh, what he became. So in Swamiji's definition, Latu is the miracle of If you want to see the miracle, look at Latu. And then the life story is very simple. He came to Calcutta <coughs> and his uncle 
trying to find a job here and there and ultimately got Ramchandra Datta, the doctor of, and also very close devotee of Ramakrishna. So the boy, to do the errands, say Ram, Ramchandra Datta said, okay, stay at the house, do some errands and you will, as a family member, as it were, will eat something and do all the chore works. And and he was there, but he used to get a little sad because orphan mom is gone, dad is gone, uncle is in the village. So no one and a young boy, so such small young age. But this pathetic situation brought him to Ramakrishna. Sometimes in our life, odd situations, we don't like it. But in most of our cases, we see that that odd situation when you are really very, very much deprived from something, the golden opportunity in spiritual life, it flourishes. So then he, Ram, Ram Chandra used to come to Dakshinesha and sometimes he needs to carry some baskets of fruits and flowers what he brings for Sri Ramakrishna. On one occasion he asked Latu to carry all those things to their carriage. And that is the way Latu Maharaj enters in Dakshineshwar room. Just imagine Sri Ramakrishna's room and Ram Babu is entering with Latu. And looking first sight on Latu, Ram Babu said, Oh Ram, why did you get this boy? <laughs> At the first sight he understood who is Latu and what is the potentiality in it. And then first visit and then he felt the attraction. But he, he has no opportunity to come to Sri Ramu, you know, every now and then. Because Rambu does not want him to bring all the time, so he will have to do the chore works in the home. As a small boy doing like, but he is panting to see Sri Ramakrishna again and again. And that is the way this connection started. And then he will say uh, very much humbly talk, tell Ram, Ram Babu, that I can, I, can I carry something when you go? <laughs> uh, to, can I go with you? Begging, begging like that. Eh? And that is the way he came. And when he came, he said, I want to stay here. <laughs> Ramakrishna said, how can you do that? Ram Babu pays for you and you have to do their service at their home. So how can you stay over here? Who will take care of you? Like, but anyhow, things turned gradually, gradually. And then, then he started serving Sri Ramakrishna. And Sri Ramakrishna then also tried to teach him spiritual training, give the spiritual training, as also make him useful for the service of other devotees. So, he started staying and Rambabu ultimately allowed to, when he found that Ramakrishna is interested, so Rambabu also allowed that. And then you know that he wanted to, Ramakrishna is a great teacher, you know. He himself could write his signature, not only signature, 
His handwriting was beautiful, as we all know. He used to copy Subahur Pala. <laughs> so it was so nice, and he used to write. But he wanted to teach this Latu, who has no school education or any type of uh, knowledge uh, or any reading and writing minimum. So he said, okay, come, I will teach you. They say, learn the alphabets. And you know, in Sanskrit or Bengali alphabets are the same. Then he said, okay, right, this is O. This is O. Then next letter is A. Or like that. And then he said, it's Ka. When he utters Ka, he says Ka. <laughs> pronunciation of the village where he was born, his, his, his pronunciation is like ka instead of ka, a, a, long haul. Then Sri Ramakrishna no, it is not ka, it is ka. <laughs> Still he says ka. <laughs> so he tried two, three times and then said, you get out. <laughs> Good teacher got disgusted with the student and said, no, no more, you, you, you are not to learn anything, so give up. So that was the end of his uh, writing and reading situation. And now we find that, but he stayed with Sri Ramakrishna. And the story you know, then one day, Ramakrishna taught him to meditate and this and that. Whole night, he will be in his room, Latu will be there. And Latu, a young, small boy, young boy, and coming from a village. So he needs little food more. So mother, understanding that holy mother, used to prepare chapatis and give something for him more, as much as the, he, he feels need. And he said that Latu is sleeping, as after eating, what we do? We all do sleeping. And then he said, Latu, you have come here for God realization. <coughs> and if you sleep like this, how will you realize God? And then he came to understand that Holy Mother is feeding too much of handmade chapatis and other food. <laughs> so he went directly. Ramakrishna went to Holy Mother and said, No, you know, how many chapatis you give it to for, <laughs> for Latu? Then she said, whatever. She didn't lie, but she did. And they said, why do you do so much? Did they come for eating and sleeping like that? They come for God realization. So don't give so much. So that they eat and then whole night they will be little rest and then start meditation. And then one day, two days gone and again, Latu is doing the same thing as, hey, how many chapatis you ate? <laughs> <laughs> then he said, I ate the same number. <laughs> I told you, but what can I do? Ma mother gave me. <laughs> mother gave me? And then Ramakrishna went and went directly to Holy Mother and complained. I told you, don't give these boys so many uh, things to eat. And they are eating and sleeping only. Then Holy Mother said, Whatever you say, <laughs> he didn't, she didn't 
disobey anything of Ramakrishna, but share Holy Mother's motherhood. Hmm. She said, whatever you say is my children. Don't talk about their eating. I will take care of them. <laughs> it is not your jurisdiction. <laughs> so, it is a bold statement that don't worry about them. I will take care of their spirituality. That was the, hmm, that was the way. But mother gave the same way, and but what a transformation came this way, that Latu, when Ramakrishna said, Latu, does God sleep? God is awake all time, no, 24 hours. Where is the sleep? Onidra. That is the definition of God. God does not sleep. As your Vedantic idea, the consciousness is all the time awake, no? Witness consciousness in us also. That is called God. Uh, now waking state, it is that consciousness, dream state, that consciousness. Even I sleep, that consciousness never go. That's why Panchadusi says, <coughs> the <coughs> Vedanta text, that Masabdo Yuga Kalpeshu Gata Gammeshu Anekadha Naudeti Nastameti Shambhidesha Sayam Prabha that Sambit. Sambit means the consciousness. That consciousness which is behind our body, mind, emotions, ego uh, and our personality, that consciousness does not have any rising or what you call ceasing uh, <coughs> or falling. Sun rises and sun uh, goes to setting. There is no rising and setting of that consciousness. A mass every day goes, you see, same consciousness. So, day passes to uh, week, to month, to years, to uh, what you call the yuga, 12 years or more. Eh? Time passes, but it witness consciousness. It has no rise and fall. So, I may sleep till I know I slept. Therefore, there is that consciousness behind me. So that is the philosophy. So Ramakrishna asked that question, does God sleep? And you are sleeping, you have come here to do meditation. And see the greatness of this Latu Maharaj. From that day he tried to give up his sleep. And he continued whole life. Not sleep, not going to sleep, whatever trouble. At least he may sleep during daytime a little bit, one hour, half an hour, this time. But he started for giving up his sleep for the whole life. <laughs> uh, whole life. So this is the, and, and this resolution is not a matter of joke. Who can have that resolution and keep it like that? And he became a good attendant of Holy Mother. <coughs> one day Latu was mm, meditating on the bank of Dakshineshwar, uh, that Panchavati direction, was sitting and meditating. And Ramakrishna was going to the Panchavati or something. And seeing Latu meditating, and Ramakrishna said, Oh Latu, you are meditating here. To please whom? And see on upon whom, that means you are meditating on Makali to please her. And she is in the Nahavad. She does not get any assistance to roll the chapatis. 
and you are meditating here. That word gave Lakshmi transformation again. So he became a helper to Holy Mother for every service. And Lakshmi my mother was so shy to uh, everyone. But Lakshmi being a small boy, young boy, so uh, mother felt that affection for him. And he used to do the chore works for Holy Mother. So that was another thing, mother's grace, mother's blessings. And then you know that life went on, then Sri Ramakrishna, uh, ill health, old uh, this disease and all these things went on. And then Sri Ramakrishna passed away. <coughs> then you know the story <coughs> that this Dakshinesha, this Kashipur garden house, which was rented, who will pay for that rent? So, there is no place for anyone to stay there. So they removed all the things of Ramakrishna's, all the belongings from Kashipur garden house after his passing away to Balarambose's house and some to Rambabu's place. They are the two main prime devotees of Sri Ramakrishna. But what about others? Other boys have no place to stay. So each one went back to their home. But Latu has no place to go. So Latu remained for some time. But when the date of the month ended, they will have to vacate it. Holy Mother. Holy Mother has no place to go. So Holy Mother, Latu, and who else I forgot? One or two who have not nowhere to go. Then they went back to Balrambos' house. And afterwards, you know, that Balrambos' house, they went back and Balrambos was so kind and gave shelter. He was a landlord, gave shelter. And they used to serve Sri Ramakrishna in the uh, relics and other things in Balrambos' house. Then, now, but Latu used to go away and meditate on the, in a secluded place near that Balrambos' house to Ganga, the bank of Ganga is only walking distance. And then, the th situation, Ramakrishna appeared before Ram, Vivekananda, young Norin, that I have left the body and you also leave. Is this the purpose? Collect all the boys and make a place and sit together and do all your spiritual practices. And Suren Mittir, who is to give 100 rupees for Ramakrishna's maintenance that time, he also got a vision of Sri Ramakrishna. And Sri Ramakrishna instructed uh, that, oh, Suresh, he used to call Suresh. Oh, Suresh, so you um, used to give something for me. My children are all moving around. Do something. So then this meeting of Narayan and Surin bit happened and they then rented this Balanagar monastery. So Latu then got another place to move to that Baranur haunted house, 
haunted house because that is the cheapest available. No one can rent that. And no one can rent that and who will go there out of fear of uh, ghosts. And it's full of scorpion. This the floor is falling down as it were. So, but they anyhow entered into that room and took Ramakrishna some relics and something, footprint and our food, footsteps. And, and then they used to do intense spiritual practice. That is the origin of Ramakrishna order. This order has been established by Sri Ramakrishna. He who did the severest austerity and spiritual practice, not uh, recorded in the history. We don't get that record for Sri Krishna, at least not recorded. We don't. We get it. We don't know. A Buddha did tremendous austerity after giving up. We don't know the details of that. Uh, we don't know what Buddha's day-to-day lifestyle, only overall view. But we know everything of Sri Ramakrishna's tremendous austere life, crying and weeping and rubbing his face on the bank of the Ganga. And now that didn't stop there. That was injected in the life of this great source. And we find that when one word can change one person's life all through, that Latu forgot his sleep forever. Forgot means he will not sleep. So in there are stories, funny stories like that. They are all, Latu is to always, uh, he will lie down. It is not like they will make a show of their meditation and prayer. It is all hidden. And everyone is doing their spiritual practice. So everyone slept. And suddenly, it is a haunted house. So there is uh, some noise is coming, like a rat or something making a little. So, was Sarat Maharaj or Turiyan or something having that noise? He just slapped the floor two three times and he stopped. And again, after a few minutes, he started doing like that. And it is Latu. Is doing the counting the beads on the <laughs> rosary, and it is rosary in that deep silence, and he is running the rosary. Naturally, one ro- one bead touches the other bead, another bead in it, and he is pulling his head on the blanket to cover his face, and then ultimately it was discovered that Latu whole night doing his japa, even lying down, least others will think that he is meditating. That is the way. Latumar has got deep intoxication of meditation. That was his practice. He used to sometimes <coughs> after Barnagar Monastery, <coughs> then again Alambajar Mot, eh, they transferred to the another place. They are also tremendous spiritual discipline and practices were followed by uh, by under the direction of Swami Vivekananda that time, Noren. But I'm uh, talking about Latumar again, this intoxicated person. Uh, wanted to meditate in silence, sometimes go away. So where will you go? He used to go. There are, if you go even now, you can find on along the bank of the Ganga, there is railroad. And those railroads carry goods, stocks. So one box of 
cart eh? unloaded somewhere and they put it and shunt it in one side and sometimes there will be hay full hay stocks coming and unloaded so it is that that compartment or what you call the cart is sitting over there finding that it is for a long time sitting over there he will get into it and no one can see him but he starts doing his uh, japa and meditation but by that time uh, <coughs> another engine came and tied with this <laughs> this cart and it has been pulled from the position where he entered and it took him from bagbazar to um, towards the um, what you call the northern side or southern side to towards kaligat etc etc he is totally oblivious <laughs> suddenly he found that the cart is somewhere else where to go <laughs> then he comes out of that and now hungry where should he eat so he used to stand in the uh, what you call the daily you know shopping um, some shoppers are there um so he used to stand there silently to get something food and then came basumati basumati means uh, basumati house that was upen mukharji who was a brahmin who came to ramakrishna not for god realization but he wanted some money and <laughs> so ramakrishna gave him one coin and that was his capital and that he flourished uh, and he started a press and that press is very famous press which has printed all the obscure sanskrit literature uh, into which appointing some pandits to reprint them <coughs> and knowing that basumati house is there latu maharaj will occasionally go and then ask for some money but his cashier will not give anything because cashier is cashier <laughs> then when ram mane upen babu came to know that latu maharaj comes over here he then gave the order whenever he comes whatever he needs just give him and whatever money i will sub- supply that i will fill it up and he used to come grab some money and go to some shopping place give it to them and get something and eat and finish that is the way spiritual life intense spiritual practice was going on when we have no home there is no place for this monks to stay and many of them started wandering all around but latu did not go much for outside much but he was mostly stationed but deeply engaged in the spiritual practice and then later period you know <coughs> he was belurmot started some of the began going back purchased the belurmot premises which is presently we have our headquarters and he then he swami vivekananda came and he started to uh talk about the how this institution will run this that so one day he dictated he said okay ask some of the brahmacharis that you i dictate some rules this is a monastery the brahmacharis should have some rules sadhus should have some rules we are not like wandering home uh doing haphazardly you should have to everything should be in time so he dictated and made a rule that every day 
So everyone will have to get up in the morning, 3.30. This time, take shower, come to the temple and meditate up to this long. And then, then the work section, this, that. So total, and also the rules. He dictated the rules, which is even now called the Mott rules uh, for the monastics. So when it was all dictated like that, and he insisted that from tomorrow I want everyone should have to be in the temple. And so temple was not built that time. There's the old sign in the second floor, that old sign. So everyone will have to go, and if anyone is absent, whoever may be, he will have to go outside and beg food. Will not get any meal or breakfast in the monastery. So hearing all this Latu monastery started, hearing all these things, he started going out of the bell body. <laughs> then Swamiji said, Hey Latu, Latu, what are you going? Where are you going? Oh, you see, I cannot stay here because you are making new rules. <laughs> uh, you will bell, ring a bell and my mind will go for Samadhi. I am not that. <laughs> so he argued with Swami Vivekananda and he was going out. Then Swamiji said, hey, come, come, come. This rule is not for you. <laughs> but it is for the, all the young boys who have come. They will have to follow certain discipline. And for their spiritual growth, these disciplines are made. They stay. Then he stayed back. But one day story happened that Swami Shivananda, uh, he fell asleep. And then the bell was rung. And Swamiji used to make, oh my God, ask his disciple, getting up at 3.30 and said, hey, Bangal. That means his disciple was Saras Chakravarti. Mm. He used to tell him, Bangal, go, ring the bell. And more in the near the year of Raja. <laughs> so, he went and ring the bell everywhere. And as Swamiji said, he started ringing more in Swamiji's Raja Maharaj's ear. And Raja Maharaj said, My poor goodness, see, this Bangal will make me leave this monastery. He's ringing bell so much in my ear all the time. How can I see? Like that? that means you will have to get up. So one day it happened that even though some Mahapurus Maharaj, some Shivananda, he could not uh, go to the yeah, uh, shrine, was not present. But Samiji is present there. And he found that he is not there. So when, after meditation, then this Swami Shivananda came and said, Samiji, I could not get up this morning. Malay, yes. So you go for begging. <laughs> and yes, one could believe that he will tell that. But for Latu Maharaj, he allowed. He said, okay, the rules are not for you because you are something special. Okay. But for others, even for Swami Shivananda, who was became the president of our order, he made him go and beg food from outside. But Belumot went on as, as usual that time. Everyone had breakfast, everyone had uh, lunch. But Swami Vivekananda didn't go for lunch, but he was waiting. Till Shivananda Swami came back with his baking food. 
and then he was so excited. Oh, today is a wonderful prasad coming from Bhiksha. Huh? It's the purest food in the world. So he embraced him and shared the food together. So this is the way Belrubhata was going on and Latu Maharaj was leading his life in a unique life of God intoxication. Nothing else but God, God, God and meditating and meditating and meditating day in and day out. And so, and, and, and we have some, Swami Chetanandaji has translated part of the uh, sayings of Latu Maharaj, it is available. Also, do, do I don't think you know, maybe you know or not, uh, I have translated another book, Satkatha, Satkatha of Latu Maharaj, that's called the Eternal Words. Uh, that is, if you read those uh, translations, you can fit. What a wisdom, what a grand wisdom he had. So, because truth, truth is such, uh, it reveals in the heart of a pure soul, no? It is always, uh, it does not depend on your learning, your, how educated you are, how much you are knowledgeable in the uh, schooling, but it is when purity of the heart comes, then truth reveals. The one story is this. That time Belumat is established. Swami Turiyananda, Latu Maharaj, Adhutananda Swami is in the Belumat. So one day Swami Shuddhananda, you know about Shuddhananda, he was the general secretary after Swami Sarodhananda. As also assistant general secretary when Sarodhananda Maharaj was there. So, that day uh, in the university, Calcutta University, uh, there was a talk by a famous scholar, Pandit, uh, what is the name? I will tell you later. That he was giving a uh, spiritual discourse on Upanishads. And Latu Maharaj and Swami Suddhananda said, uh, I'll go to this, attend this meeting. Latuana said, I'll go with you. Suddhananda Swami tried to convince him, it will be probably in English and also will be in Sanskrit maybe. We do not know how the Pandit will speak. So, better you don't go. But he insisted, no, I shall go. I shall go. So, ultimately he has visited there. And in Albert Hall of the Calcutta University, and that, what is the name of this scholar is not coming to my mind. So, he started lecturing and his back, the hall is full with all these scholarly people, no? And to listen to that scholar, great scholar, so all the scholarly people were present there, and it's a very serious mood, everyone. And then there, suddenly, the Pandit said that we have to peel off the outer coatings of Panchakosha. Munjadi Shikami Bodharjena. Kathupanishad, there is a verse. 
you want to understand who is inside. It is covered with the five sheets. You peel off one by one. Eh? Like Munjatrina, like the grass, Kusho grass. If you want to keep the pith, you peel out very gently. Don't just pluck it. It will you will you lose a very basic pith of it. So you want to hold the pith, what is the inner in the inner chamber of our heart, that truth, then you have to release, I'm not the body, not the mind, not the senses, like that. Peel off the five pushes covering this prana, annomayo, pranomayo, manomayo, vigyanomayo, anandamayo, atma, me shuddhantam. Let all this be shuddha, pure. So he just read that verse, and he wanted to translate, probably was, I, I do not know, one Sanskrit or his conversation was in Sanskrit or something. Latumaras does not know Sanskrit or anything. But when the Pandit tried to explain that the Atman is here and that is covered with this and body identity and whatever he said, Latumaras was sitting in the hall, he jumped out of the seat and say, rascal, this rascal Pandit have told the right thing. <laughs> and in the deep silence, a remark like that drew the attention of everyone looking at who is this guy. He said, the rascal Pandit has said the right thing. As you can understand the condition of our Suddhanan Swami, he's a cultured man, he's gone there. And this Latumar does not understand all those things. A simple hearted person. And he started, and he pulled him, Swami, don't sit down, don't sit. <laughs> he sat for another, maybe one minute, and then again we are out of joy and ecstasy. He said, Sala Pandit, Thik Bolache. Actually his own language is Sala Pandit Thik Bolache. The rascal Pandit has said the right thing, you know, Suddha, Suddhananda, Sudhir, Sudhir is the call name. Sudhir, you know, Sala Pandit, take place. <laughs> so, seeing that embarrassing situation, Suddhananda came out of the hall and pulled him out also. And he, he felt, why he come and destroyed my, my time also. I could not finish the, listening to the lecture. So both of them came back to the other one. And Latu Maharaj used to live in a bed, uh, which is a cot, uh, wooden wooden cot. And Suddhananda Swami used to sleep in the same room because we had not many room uh, in those luxury of being single room, bathroom, this, that, nothing was there. Ten people will be in the same room. Ramakrishna's disciple was also Swamiji's disciple, even other brahmachari like that. So he was, <coughs> Swami Suddhananda was, came back and then Belumat uh, Maharaj sitting, lying down in the bed and Suddhananda Swami is in the floor in another bed. And every 10 minutes or 15 minutes, Latu Maharaj is saying, Hey, Salapandit, think <laughs> And he is saying, Oh, Sudhir, are you sleeping? Hari, Pandit, think That means it matched with his experience. He didn't know. He didn't know that there is such similar example and experience of the sages in the Upanishads. 
and which he understood by his own way, he's so excited with that. First time getting a recognition that he has understood the what this Upanishad is said that there is that inner light, you know, eh? and that is to be peeled off our body identity to be thrown away, identity with our mind and intellect and this. So this is the uniqueness of uh, Latu Maharaj. And then whole night he continued, every 10 minutes, 5 minutes, 20 minutes, and he is asking, Shuri, are you sleeping? <laughs> that means, how can you sleep? <laughs> Hearing this grand message, are you sleeping? <laughs> From the point he heard this verse, and whole night, Sudhir Maharaj was called again and again to remind, Are you sleeping? How can you sleep? He said the right thing, right experience. His experience matches with that. So this is the life of Latu Maharaj. It is really unique life. It proves that only, not the example that uh, intellectual, intellect is necessary. We are, we are little, uh, we have to sharpen our intellect. But it is not, it is the practice. But even not knowing any scripture, just following Guru's instruction, one can be a saint and sage, and great saint, no? That was the Professor Chandrasekhar um, Bhattacharya or somebody used to come. He noted down all these conversations, Latu Maharaj's day-to-day conversation and things. It is really fascinating to hear how that wisdom flew spontaneously from the heart of this unlettered, uh, ordinary, so-called unlettered. Unlettered means we are thinking he didn't go to school, but how it, it, it does not depend on those external education or anything, but it depends on the sincere practice and holding on to Ramakrishna told, don't sleep, eh? whole night are you come to sleep, but that's all, one word, he never slept whole night, and he's dying death time also, mm. so when he was in Benaras, he died in the Benaras, and uh, and when, so his, he, doctors have said he cannot sit, he cannot move like that. And then lastly he said, make me sit. He was always whole life he did meditation by sitting like this, hours and hours and hours. Uh, then uh, no one is listening to him because doctors have forbidden and his health is not good, how can he sit? Then he said lastly, don't you understand? If you don't, Make me sit, I will call Hunumanji. <laughs> and so, with this threat, everyone make him sit, and afterwards, if we let the body uh, from there. So, this is the brief, the life you can read much more. This is, but what we want to learn out of it that, uh, that uh, sincere spiritual practice, following Guru's instruction, yes, realization is possible. Uh, they are the brightest example. And philosophy is one thing that may help us, but more important is the practice. Okay. Yeah. Any, any questions? Oh <laughs> any questions? So, is this a story that that uh, Atmarad saw Takur get up? Late at night and began to have some doubt. You know, oh, story. that was Latumar, I know. That was Jogin or. Uh, Maybe Jogin. Oh, okay, uh, different, different. Jogin Maharaj uh-huh. or somebody. 
Rakumas, and he saw that um, that Ramakrishna is going in the middle of the night. He is going towards the man. His mood is there, Panchavati or somewhere he is going. And Thakur's children are very interesting children. Uh, they tested their guru day and night. And so we thought, oh, he talks about spirituality. Now probably he's going to Holy Mother. And he followed. <laughs> and Ramakrishna, oblivious of anything, he just went straight. And he went there, saw Holy Mother's condition. This is a full, full moon night. And Holy Mother, there's a breeze of Ganga. Uh, and Mother is sitting in the covered baranda and stepped into Samadhi. It's oblivious of the outside. Holy Mother is in Samadhi, meditating that time. Ramakrishna, in his room, he went to Panchavati and he thought his own mind, weak mind, human mind, we think like in our level. And then when he came, Ramakrishna understood everything. He told, Bah, very good. Test a sadhu, day in and day out. He accepted this challenge and said, yes, you have to test. Then genuine love will come, respect will come. So that was, even in the people like them, I, this, I don't think this incident has happened for them. But to reveal to us, so that we uh, generate this experience. No? Everything happens in the life of avatar or incarnation for the good of humanity, for our teaching. Say, Giri's ghost played a role. Huh? It's a bad role, but he has to play. <laughs> because when Avatara comes, he brings his people to demonstrate certain ideas and thoughts. So what he did, he did it for the good of humanity. See how a life like Giri's can excel everything and became a saint. So this is... Latu Maharaj's example, Giri's Ghosh's example. Every, every life of Sri Ramakrishna's disciple, if we find, there's so wonderful lessons which you can learn and, and adapt in our life. Thank you all. Gai Ma, Gai Ma, Gai Ma. Thank you, thank you. So, 6.30 is there, but why not you, we sing together one song and then I go. And then you do, I go. Hmm? I go after one or two songs. Okay.